This is episode 71. And uh, it's the end of January. It's 2023. And I got a nudge from the Holy Spirit to record. And I wasn't quite sure what about or why. But when I feel that nudge, I just listen. So... I haven't recorded in a minute. I was doing a series on uh, Babylon mystery religion, the Abrahamic religions, and some things that were revealed to me about scripture. And uh, I do need to do a part three for that, which will tie up together the loose ends and also talk about the new age and to the uh, church system and the corruption in the church system, the false teachers, uh, the church cabal, the uh, deception within the Christian organizations that say they're doing good, that are tied to horrific crimes against humanity, and um, the whole patriot movement, uh, Mike Lindell, and everyone kind of in that Christian circuit of the Flynn Network, uh, that didn't seem to have a problem with Flynn's satanic prayer. Uh, but we will get to that. So I took a, I took, I'm taking a break from posting on some of my social medias right now. I, I have felt an overwhelming sense from the Lord to tell me to rest. And I don't know why. I am taking this time and it feels good. I've been, you know, fighting ever since, like I've shared with y'all a bunch of times, ever since the election, you know, I really, you know, enlisted myself, for lack of a better term, into, um, you know, this warfare, this information warfare, psychological warfare, And I had no clue what was truly in store for me and how God would use me. And I just thank him. I give him all the glory for all of the revelations that he gave to me. Um, I've prayed for them. I've prayed for truth. As most of you know, when I came out of the new age, I was horrified by uh, how deceived I was. And I just prayed and pleaded that I may not be deceived like that again. And my awakening to Christ and my spiritual awakening was very much so in tandem. Um, it's seemingly to the out, to the outside looking in with exposing Flynn. And that is because of the prayer that he prayed. It was uh, there was nothing in me that was not going to do what I did from that point. So, um, you know, it being 2023 right now. And looking back at 2020 and um, just thinking of this time that has gone that just seems like a blink of an eye. You know, it's so fast, so much evil and so much fake hope and uh, so many people sucked into the real trap in my opinion which is uh, the patriot movement because there are people 
in this world who do not even realize, you know, the the true uh, obvious evil. But then the the part that breaks my heart is the people who are on the side of, in their mind, good. The people who are Christians who are following so many servants of unrighteous unrighteousness but they they you know they serve the angel of light they come as servants of righteousness but underneath they are wolves the thing that i've really been mulling over um in in my rest is not even the bigger scale type of uh, evil or deceptions. It's the ones that are so close to home. Uh, in the past year and a half, there has been a insane uh, amount of effort to demoralize anyone going against the Flynn network. I've shared parts of my story in multiple ways in multiple mediums, but there's something sinister about the layers of wickedness that has been coming against uh, the groups that have been awoken to this. And sometimes, and in this season, in this moment of rest, I'm looking at it, you know, you put your phone down and you look outside and it's like it doesn't exist. Not saying that's not it's not important at all that's not what I'm saying but the amount of pain suffering that I've put myself through for these just vessels with demonic spirits working through them has been uh, absolutely ridiculous and um I do my best not to look into uh, what other people say about me that don't like me. I always say that other people's opinions of me are none of my business because all that's going to do is build bitterness, um, hate, and I don't want to live with that in my heart. But it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that it hurts to know that so many people out there that you once called a friend that you once cared for are spreading lies or believing lies when I was in grade school I never wanted to fit in. I didn't care to fit in. I always went against the grain. I didn't care what people thought about me. And I, to be frank, I don't 
care now. But I've always thought that like if you're not going to like me, don't like me for the truth. Don't like me for who I am. Don't like me for, you know, real reasons. But to not like me over lies. It's it's maddening. But, you know, that's why being close to God and reading about the life of Christ is so important because he knows because he was the truth. He is the truth. And he walked around telling people that and they hated him and they called him all sorts of horrible names. They did horrible things to him. And he was, uh, there was no reason for them to do these things. So all the scripture that says if they hated him, they'll hate you, you know, that you'll suffer for serving Christ and all of this, all of these scriptures. I mean, I, I wonder what it feels like to not to be a Christian and not relate so deeply to these words. And I know we all do that. We all face different giants that we all face different struggles. But the thing about facing something like grief for example, losing someone or divorce or something, you know, something like that. There's a, you know, support groups out there. There's people who understand they've been there. They can help. When you're placed in a position of social media warfare, you know, where it started and I had all these friends, all these people I was fighting with. I felt finally fit in somewhere. And as time goes on, more and more people backstab me. More and more people betray me. More and more people lie about me. More and more people spread lies about me. I just relate to so many Psalms. And there really is a very small amount of people on this planet who understand these struggles that I'm walking through. There's the people who have witnessed it and they at least see see it and there's people who um there's a small even smaller pool who have walked it with me and y'all might know who i'm talking about um at least on my level of uh you know just a you know a regular person uh, i see what they do to trump i see what they do to lynn and you know it is the same tactics it's just a lot small on a smaller scale because i'm obviously not as uh uh, I don't have as much influence. Um, but what does have influence is the truth. And the truth is a force of nature. And last week or the week before, uh, 
you know, I'd been, I had been, uh, unraveling this whole January 6th operation. Uh, that's pretty much one of the first things that, uh, I'm pretty sure I started to learn from Breb's page and he, but there was the, the aspect of the political prisoners that I hadn't really seen um, many people talk about. Um, I know Lynn had mentioned it and maybe we all kind of knew it, but I saw how people had been lulled back to sleep about Ashley Babbitt. I saw how pe- I remembered how people viewed it when it happened. Same thing with Kyle Rittenhouse. We saw it. It was suspicious. And then they just lull people back to sleep. And I fell for some of these things. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse, I could honestly say I never fell for that one because (laughs) I just, y'all, even if you want to buy the official narrative, like this teenage kid kills a couple people and he's a hero, like what? That's not a hero. That's a unfortunate situation. I remember, you know, the people who had murdered had horrible crime records that fit right into the narrative of the Republicans cheering him on even further. Uh, I mean, I've talked about this a million times. I don't know if I've ever really unraveled it on this podcast, but um, with the revealing of his true purpose when he interviewed on Tucker Carlson, when I was already watching things kind of get set up further on, um, you know, I stand with Lynn Wood because I, he speaks the truth as much as I love him as a brother in Christ. You know, I, I don't idolize any man as much as I love Trump for him speaking the truth and him, you know, fighting. I support him because he speaks truth and because I see the same tactics used on him, used on Lynn that are used on me. And I I saw what happened when Lynn exposed Flynn. Flynn network was activated. Um, There was a lot of us going against Flynn, um, which I've always said going against Flynn. You can you can not like Lynn and still think Flynn is suspicious. but the Flynn Network did a great job of making it seem like this or that and two wings of the same bird. Can't stand when people say that. They say the same thing about Trump. And yeah, there's things, there's situations where that's relevant, like the Republican Democratic Party. But uh, I believe Trump is outside of that. Lynn is not a politician. He is not, uh, he's not trying to you know, run through these circuits of podcasts and, you know, there's the people who speak out against Lynn. There's a handful of, for lack of better term, just like wenches that look at things like his old association with Reawaken Tour that one time. And, um, oh, he was an attorney for the Ramsey family and 
You know, it's like it's the same thing that they do with uh, Trump with, uh, oh, like he's uh, related to Hillary, which if you've ever looked into that or the all of the other things that they say about Trump on repeat, um, it's all propaganda. It's all propaganda and none of it has any sauce. None of it has any weight. And when I started to research um, okay, so I, there's been layers of betrayal. One of them came when, um, uh, Lynn said that the drops were not real or whatever. Um, I posted that another layer of betrayal came. That was ugly because those were my actual, uh, what I thought close friends. They mocked us for sticking with Lynn. They mocked us for going to telegram and all kinds of stuff. I really started to dig even further into uh, some of the stuff that Lynn was telling us, namely the 65 Project, uh, Lewis Free, the Richard Jewell case, and things like that. And what I saw is that his enemies didn't just start in 2020. His enemies had been coming after him for decades, and his enemies overlapped with Trump. There's been too many instances um, that I've seen and witnessed where I do believe um, there's a lot happening behind the scenes in a lot of ways. Uh, the The repeats about Trump and the jab, I mean, I'm so tired of hearing that. Um, if you haven't, please go to my YouTube channel where I've made a handful of videos on that topic. I also made it on um, Pizzagate, PSYOP, where they control that narrative. I also made it on America's Frontline Doctors and the truth about Simone Gold. I... I think I did it on Club for Growth and some of the rhinos that Trump keeps calling out. Um, and there's a few more. But Russiagate is really kind of what taught me how they operate against Trump. Um, and watching this, just watching f people who call themselves truthers react to... The real truth about the Republicans and the conservative influencers. The, the word I would use to describe these people is coward. Because they were ready to fight against the demon rats, the trans agenda, the jab. But then when they realized the war, <laughs> the war was spiritual and they were coming for people's souls on the right for the, for the church, for the body of Christ. And when they stepped outside of that box of designated truth and they realized that demoralization campaign started, doxing, people losing their jobs, things like that. They ran away.
they either stabbed people in the back, they joined the demons doing it, or they stopped posting truth altogether. There are people on the right that are deceived. And there are people on the right who are knowingly and unknowingly deceiving. But in either event, they need to be held accountable. They need to be called out. There is multiple layers of awakening. If you're here with me, if you're listening to this, if you're following me, if you relate to my content, you are on this layer. Hold them accountable. When I was posting the truth about January 6th this year, the truth about Ashley Babbitt, the truth about the Flynn Network upholding that lie, the truth about the entire network pushing the political prisoners high up, I tagged Jake Lang, who is like the political prisoner, the one who's made three propaganda documentaries. And the one who uh, I got to interview. I interviewed him. He said he had 15 minutes from his jail cell. And uh, he was a joke. He spread propaganda. He was pictured with a gas mask with a bat. And he was at the front line up against the Capitol police. And he had like four cameras behind him, high quality cameras. And uh, after that, well, let's just play a small clip here. One second. I'm very familiar with the prisoner's record. I'm very familiar with the professor, Joe Oltman. I'm, I know all of these characters. My these are great Christians, by the way. These are, these yeah, are the, I, uh, I've these heard, people are in I've, the trenches. Right I've there. heard that a lot, but Joe Oltman himself, I mean, I've caught him in lies and I've just most recently, he said a lot of things that, you know, you would know them by their fruit. And I, I beg to disagree, but you know, that's neither here nor there. So the most recent, when I was pulling up your information today, I saw that you had raised $224,199. And I went to look at your case, uh, your court documents. And I saw that all of these pictures of you, I mean, you have a gas mask on, you have a bat, you are not peacefully protesting. So why do you think that middle-class Americans should look to you as a leader and as a hero when you are the problem in the whole January 6th narrative and your documentaries are nothing more, in my opinion, than propaganda because they're not telling the truth about January 6th. They're completely missing the entire story and narrative about Charles Flynn, uh, the Stop the Steal operatives, the America's frontline doctors that were all in the Capitol that got arrested. And in my opinion, deserve to be there. Like if you ask me, I think that mm -hmm. you deserve to be in jail and I am a patriot. So why do you think that like people should be looking to you guys as heroes? Well, that's a great question. And I respect your opinion. Um, God bless you for uh being a patriot, I don't know what capacity you consider yourself a patriot. I consider myself a liberty or death 1776 patriot. 
And when tyranny is afoot uh, in America, when the communist regime is knocking at our doorstep like Joe Biden and his despotic um, uh, tyranny nature, I mean, the guy, you know, we all know, I know you guys and, and your crowd uh, of awesome Christian brothers and sisters, you guys delve into a lot of the conspiracies and stuff. So we all know Joe Biden's a pedophile. We all know he's a puppet for Ukraine and China and stuff. And so I was raised uh, as a young man to never back down from uh, what is evil and what is wrong and to go meet it head on. And just like our founding fathers did when uh, another tyrannical regime tried to turn our country into a monarchy, well, this time they're trying to turn it into a, a constitutional or a Sorry, a communist, um, we can communist like China. And so, um, you know, our founding fathers, I firmly believe would have been standing there shoulder to shoulder with me on January 6th. No, I did not show up to, to harm anybody. I showed up, um, without a baseball bat, without a gas mask, without a riot shield. I was actually at a business meeting in New York city the day before I had slacks on and a nice dress shirt over uh, underneath my, uh, my leather jacket, but uh, the police actually assaulted us. They, uh, we were, you know, unarmed American citizens, and uh, the police unlaunched like just a but crazy were, chemical attack. They were charging. Were they were, uh, sorry, doing sorry. munitions. You were not the crowd. They were. Listen, blowing. I'm sorry. Hey, excuse I, me. I, excuse me. No, I'm no, no. But you were not. You were not unarmed, sir. You were not. Okay. So yeah, yeah. No, no. Not a baseball bat. My my last yeah, question. Yeah, the God God provided those things, but I didn't show up to, to listen, hurt anybody. Listen, I showed up to don't protect say my God country. provided you a baseball bat and then lie and say that you were unarmed. Okay, but listen, the thing yeah, about I you, never said I was unarmed. The I, thing that I, we can I agree on. When, Jake, can Jake. I finish? Can I finish my statement? Excuse well, me. Well, I just have speaking. one more question so, for you because we're running. Uh, let me finish my statement. You asked me a question, and I'm trying to finish it. So, um, when people are dying around you, women and elderly people, I'm a young man, and okay. uh, I'm a fighter. I, I was wrestling I, in college. That. And I'm when people, that, excuse that me, excuse me, excuse me, Roseanne Boylan died in my arms. So I took a baseball bat and a riot shield and I went to go defend the rest of the people that were in chance of being murdered at the Capitol by redcoats who are yes, defending tyrants inside the American so. Capitol. So this is why I took up arms because okay, people so were dying. Me, people were being murdered. So, tell you that I, I agree you know, in God's you. eyes, the strong need to defend the weak. And that is exactly what happened that day. That's why so many men got arrested for defending their country, defending unarmed American citizens, defending women, defending elderly people. We were defending those who couldn't defend themselves. They were peacefully protesting and were attacked by the Capitol Police. Okay, so well, we defended them. Thank you very much for that answer. I definitely do not agree with you. We all saw the footage. We well, because respectfully, oh. respectfully, that's because you're a bootlicker. What ensued after this, uh, it got even uh, more comical. Uh, David Clements, the professor, created, uh, you know, a, a podcast with him the very next day. Miraculously, he had a whole 50 minutes instead of 15 minutes to interview with him. And they portrayed me as the Wicked Witch of uh, the West. And uh, they put him in the jail cell and... Uh, you know, said all types of insinuations about me. My thing is, Jake deserves to be in jail. I saw the footage. I believe he should be tried for much worse than what he is on his docket. Um, and and you know that's that's my opinion. You know the free speech and all that. 
So after uh, David Clements, who is basically running around talking about election integrity, making us look crazy, wearing the same red jacket, um, the one who had it uh, by by Lynn's admission on his uh, telegram told Lynn about Marshall Monroe being a Mason who runs Mixonium, which is where they put all those election integrity um, anomalies and things like that. So Seth Ketchell, Dave Clements, Mike Lindell, Marshall Monroe, all of these people, they are deceivers and they're also um, a whole slew of them are pushing this political prisoner um, victim, which ugh, that if there's anything that makes me the most sick about it, it's their uh, victim cry about it. Go look up these people and tell me they don't deserve to be in jail. Okay. The person who he said died in his arms, Roseanne Boyland, had the same medical examiner as Ashley Babbitt. Why didn't we hear about these stories on January 6th? They came out months later. And you have to look them up and see who is interviewing where and what they're saying and the narrative that they're pushing. Like Flynn says, this is a war of narratives. Okay, so that I'm, I, you know, I've been exposing that since I think April or May of last year. I got an, a chance to interview him. I did. All of this on ensues. Dave Clements does a whole episode about it. And then whoever runs Jake Lang's page uh, goes into the telegram and tries to message every person who is a member of the groups and to dox me and spread the propaganda that the same communists who have done it over the past year and a half have. Uh, and that's what they did. And all they did was show that they're all working together. It shows that um, they hate. You know, that I, I speak the truth, whatever the cost, and they try to intimidate me. And it goes back to the cowards I was talking about before. They, I can't express in the amount of time that this podcast is going to be how sick it makes me that these people want to pretend that they are truthers. And then they either flip because they were always meant to they drop out completely or they betray all the while wanting to tell me how I should be or how I should do that or how I should do. I had to take a break for a lot of reasons. God knows the reasons more than me. The instructions came from him, but I had to reflect on my intentions on what I'm doing here. And to make sure that they're honorable and also to make sure that I am doing it in a way that honors him. Am I still meant to be here? I've unraveled so many psyops. I do this to edify the body. I do this to help people. I don't care how much they attack me, how much they lie about me. Does it hurt? Yes. Have I cried over it? Yeah. But at this point, I am like, it, do, it barely even affects me anymore. I just try to keep people at an arm's length because at this point, I don't know who is really my friend or who is there to infiltrate me to hurt me later down the road. And even that in saying that out loud, 
I don't want to live like that. I don't want to be the type of person who doesn't trust people. I I would rather trust openly and get hurt a million more times than to not and to walk in a life because that's a different kind of fear. That's a different problem. So I think that this rest is really about making sure I'm in a good space, that my heart is in a good space, that my intentions are pure, that I am walking in a way that pleases him. And I'm doing a study right now on David and how he stepped up to fight Goliath. And when you see God work through you to defeat a Goliath, there is nothing that will ever take you from his hand, from under his wing, ever. Nothing. I see God's power. I see God's mystery. I see God's ways. I am faithful. I thank him for the suffering, the persecutions, the insults, the attacks, every single time, the trials, tribulations, every single time, perfecting my faith, increasing my patience, fine-tuning my self-control, offering an opportunity to be kind in the face of evil. But you know, David stumbled too. He stumbled and he murdered in order to steal a man's wife. And he had a repentant heart. And even though in the Old Testament there are so many stories of imperfect people who God chose to use. But David had a repentant heart. And so I just truly I truly want to make sure that I am walking in a way in a way that doesn't offend him. And I know that when I get oh, riled up, I could make mistakes. I I read uh, I think it's chapter three of James where it's about holding your tongue. I read that over and over and over again until I got it. But it goes deeper than that. If you are, if you have self-control not to say it, he still sees your heart. And so I, uh, that's what I'm working on right now. Um, there's a scripture that I want to read before I sign off here. It 
in Psalms 139, it says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, you bloody, thirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so I am in a period asking him to search me, to seek my ways, to seek my heart, my intentions and to purify them if there's anything out of order with his will for me. And so that's what I'm doing. Um, I've been uh, heard enough times by these strangers on the internet to make anyone go insane, especially when there's no one in your real life who you can really talk to about it that understands besides, you know, the people who are there alongside you, of course. But, and I think, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who's given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him, even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. And in my insolence, I persecuted his people, but God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. How generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with faith and love that come from Christ Jesus. And so each and every day, as I put one foot in front of the other, as I take inhale and exhale, not knowing when my last breath will be, I just tried to keep my focus on today 
and what he asked me to do today. And today, he asked me to record this. I hope it helps someone. It was more of my rambling thoughts. Um, I didn't. I did need to share that January six uh, J six prisoner thing. Um, maybe I'll do another episode where it kind of explains more about that, so people can send it to their friends. But I do appreciate all of y'all who have reached out, who are praying for me. Um, I appreciate all of your um, kind words. Your encouragement means more to me than you will ever know. Um, you're, we're in this weird place in history where there's a lot of us, but there's so few. And it's just a strange place to be. But like that scripture said in 1 Timothy 1, um, I'm thankful that he's considered me trustworthy to serve him. Um, he had a po- he had anointed me in December of 20, uh, 2021. I was anointed, uh, which is another story in itself, but it was amazing because it was right before all this happened and I had was praying and I was suffering and it was right after right before he delivered me from the demonic oppression, which I have shared. And he anointed me in that moment. And all of this has ensued since then. Um, All I know and everything of all of this is that I love God with all my heart and I do my best to love others, including my enemies. And I um, will always stand with real truth tellers, even if I never met you even if I don't know you. And um, I try my best to also operate and learn from other people who have gone through the same thing. And I watch, you know, how Trump handles these types of situations. And I'm, I'm just doing it, like I said, one step at a time and trying not to let um, any of this wickedness that I have to face on a day-to-day basis take hold of me and make me bitter because that is not what God wants for any one of us. And um, I'll continue to pray for my enemies. I'll continue to bless them. I pray that they really will come to know Christ and not just claim they do. Uh, I know that at the beginning of the walk, (laughs) it can be a little rocky. And so that's what I hope is that it is just that type of season for them. Um, But my... The, the more that I'm praying about it, the more I'm seeing it's not the case. But in either event, I will do as the Lord instructs me and I will continue to pray for them um, because Romans 8.28, it all works together for his good, for those who love him. I know I do. And I hope that all y'all do who are listening to this. And if you don't, pray and ask to know the truth about Christ Jesus and he will show you. Otherwise, I hope y'all have a blessed day. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.